What's up, guys? It's Miggy, and welcome back to another episode of Blank Canvas. Okay, so I have this whole idea of how I wanted this episode to go, but so much breaking news is happening right now that I have to do my intro a little different. So first thing is first, at the time that I'm recording this, news has been shared that Takeoff from the Migos has possibly died. I'm saying possibly because I haven't seen an official statement. Um from his team, from his family. I'm seeing a whole bunch of media outlets report it. And we all know that sometimes they lie or they disrespectfully share the news first, the whole Kobe incident and so many other celebrities. Um, If it is true, RIP to take off. And just that's a prime example of how short life is. And, you know, people try to use that as a cop out to be like, make amends. And I'm not saying don't make amends. I just think Make peace with the people in your life and um, don't settle for toxicness or trauma. You know, people always want to use that as people are dead. So let's let's just make amends even with the people who hurt us. Um, Let's make amends in a peaceful way. Let's make amends in a healthy way that I can move forward. You can move forward. If it's meant for us to amend it and be together and coexist together, let's do it. If not... I want to make amends so I'm not harboring anger or hatred or just want vengeance on you. I want to be healed, but I'm not going to keep putting myself in the same situation that does not make me better. It does not bring me peace and it un it unravels all the healing work that I put in. So I don't want to use this to be like, make amends with everybody in your life because life is short. I think life is short, period. Whether you make amends with people or not, life is short. Like, even if you just want to get right for you, even if you just want to be like, I want to fulfill my God-given purpose. In the words of Lauren London, I do not want to miss my mark. I completely, completely understand and get that. Life is just short, period. So when I say make amends, if it's meant to uh, reconnect with a person, do it. And if it's not, make amends in a healthy way. But also, life is so short. Do not keep putting yourself in toxic situations. Do not keep putting yourself in harmful situations. Do not keep accepting the abuse over and over. If you have children, get it right. Get it right for them. If not for yourself, get it right for your kids who did not ask to be here. All right? But life is short. And if you have nobody to like make amends with, get it right for you. 
Like if there's some things that you still want to do, not even in the grand scheme of fulfilling your God-given purpose, if there's still some things that you want to do, get them done. Even if it's small, like, you know what? I've never went to that restaurant. I really want to go to that restaurant. Go to that fucking restaurant. You could die tomorrow. Okay. After I finish recording this episode, I could drop dead. I don't know the day or the hour. And I kind of, I try to keep that in my head all the time. I don't know the day, the hour, the minute, the second. There are so many people who didn't wake up today who just knew that they were going to wake up. Plan for today, tomorrow, the next day. Plan vacations months and ahead. Plan uh, upcoming holidays and gifts they were going to get and who was going to cook what and who was going to be at whose house and didn't even wake up today. All right. So when I say life is short, life is short for just more than that reason. Life is short for so many reasons. And life is short because this time on this earth is temporary. And if you believe in God, you already know this is just step one. There is an eternal living that comes after this that I am looking forward to because this world is tragic. It's pretty tragic. This world is tragic. The people in it are tragic. Um, Not all of them. Not all of them, just like there are some good moments in life, but it's important to find your people. Don't keep accepting the tragic and life is short. That's all I'm saying. Life is short. Live live your best life. Live your best life. And um, I pray for all of us, all the people who are listening, whether you're part of the BK fam or not, or whether you hate me and you're listening just to have something to talk about. I thank you for the support regardless. But a message to all of us and a prayer that I do really have for all of us is I pray that we all start living and not just surviving and not living for other people. I mean, really living and not just surviving. All right. So that was breaking news that I had no idea I was going to talk about. The next thing that I wanted to talk about was I was going to say how bad Auburn sucks. You know, I go week in and week out with that. But breaking news on the Auburn front, my coach was fired yesterday. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My coach was fired. And I know that probably seems so messed up to be like, you're cheering for him losing his job. Listen, this man is walking away a millionaire. He's okay. And it still probably seems a little evil. You know, I feel bad for the kids and the wives that are uprooted. You know, they build these homes, they get them ready, they get the kids in school, their husbands, sons out of 10, are always busy with practice and all these things. I'm not saying that they don't make time for their families. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying it's a very strict schedule. They probably have moved from a place that they were born or grew up in and vice versa. Sometimes being a college football coach is almost like being an army brat. You know what I'm saying? Like you move around, you never know and don't get too comfortable. Um, But on another note, he was bad for so, so many reasons. He was pretty terrible. And I'm really, really excited that he is fired. He is gone. He was terrible at recruiting. He was terrible at coaching. He was terrible at motivating. He was terrible all the way around. He was a terrible fit. I feel like Christmas came early. Thank God he is out of here. He's probably one of the worst coaches we have had in years. Long before I even started watching football, he is probably one of the worst coaches in Auburn history ever. And I maybe in there are people who know football history way better than me and can bring up another person. But in my lifetime, he is the worst Auburn coach I have ever experienced. And I never thought I'd hate another coach more than Gene Chizik. 
but here we are. But I feel like this is Auburn's karma. This is what they get for firing Gus without having a proper plan in place. This is what you get for firing Gus who didn't have a losing season. This is what you get for firing Gus who took us to the natty uh, like after year one. I get the whole we have became stagnant, but boo-boo, who was really competing with Nick Saban to what no matter how the season was going, we knew that when the Iron Bowl came, there was a possibility we win. What other coach was really doing that consistently? You know what I'm saying? Nobody had their foot on Nick Neck like Gus did. And this is Auburn's karma for winning a game, firing the man. And then you can just see the difference in the way the players respond to Gus and the way they respond to Brian. There are people who have left us that have, thank Gus, there are old players who instead of coming to see Auburn, they went to see Gus like, I mean, it just speaks volumes. It wasn't just Gus. It was his wife. It was a family culture. You could tell they really cared about the team. Fans literally lined up outside of Waffle House to see this man. I miss Gus. I love Gus. I understand that at some point we're going to have to part ways for him because, you know, okay, you get winning seasons. Cool. Now the next step is to get a natty and we just can not get there or at least get back there as quick as they want it. And I mean, expectations were so high. When you come out year one, taking people to the natty, they're going to think you should do that year in and year out. And that's a little unrealistic, um, but it's the expectation. It's an unrealistic expectation, but it is what it is. And um yeah, so I miss Gus. This is Auburn's karma. Congratulations to Gus Malzahn. Keep, keep winning. Keep shining. And to all my former players that had to leave because he left or that, you know, tried to stick it out with Brian and it was still terrible, I thank you guys for sticking it out as long as you can. I don't know how you did it. Make the best choices and decisions for you because your time is limited and he's going to get fired and walk away a millionaire and get another job you're on a time crunch to either enjoy your college games while you can or, you know, use this as a stepping stone to get into the pros. So, yeah, yeah. I'm just glad he's gone. We have a new AD. They wanted uh, SEC experience, so hopefully this pays off. And whoever the next coach is, I pray that they get somebody with SEC experience because I had doubts about Brian coming in in the first place. Could he connect with the culture? Could he connect with the boys? And we all saw that that was a fail, a fail, a fail. Shout out to Gus. Miss you. And thanks for, in my lifetime, giving me a hell of a ride, a hell of a ride, and making me proud to be an Auburn Tiger. Yeah. I'm sure we've all heard about the Kanye news by now. And at the time that I was thinking about what I was going to talk about or how I was going to describe the details of the situation. So much more has happened since then that I I haven't even kept up. Like I get certain Kanye news at this point and especially after his most recent antics and I'm just like, I'd be here on BK all day trying to detail and explain every single thing that this man is doing, nor do I even really care to take the time and explain every single thing that this man is doing. So I'm going to keep it pretty generic because it's it's not necessarily about Kanye it's more about the community that he affected and the power that they have and what happens if you mess with the Jewish community or say anything about them all right so we all know that Kanye got cut by multiple companies because of his anti-semitic remarks they didn't care when he said things that could have offended the black community um but they certainly cared when he said those 
they didn't cut them before then, nor did anybody be like, mm, we don't really agree because these don't align with our values. They were all cool. <laughs> they were cool. They were cool with it. They were coasting. They were still making money with them. They were still making money off of them. It was fine. Um, but saying something about Jews or the Jewish community will get you canceled. It will get you canceled no matter who you are in this country. Black, white, rich, or poor, top celebrities that have had to apologize or that have gotten backlash ranges from celebrities like Nick Cannon, Mel, Mel Gibson, Whoopi Goldberg, Miley Cyrus, and so much more. You can literally Google celebrities who have been canceled or had to make a statement, whether they believe it or not, because their money was being affected. People were trying to cancel them and vice versa. And some of the comments um, is really about perception uh, I would go into some of the comments, but I lose my platform. I, I firmly believe I lose my platform because there's just certain shit you don't say and you're just not allowed to say anything. Like there are words that I even want to say about that, that I know that if I do, it will be taken out of context or even if it's a fact they'll still take my platform and try to cancel me. Absolutely. Uh, but people can spew racism to black people all the time and it's okay. The Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, can say that children shouldn't be taught that the U.S. built on stolen land. It isn't true. That is a lie. That is a lie. And just in case I have to say allegedly, but even though there's a clip going around and he literally said it in a live debate, that is a lie, sir. That is a lie. It's not a lie that you said it, Ron DeSantis, but it is definitely, definitely a lie that this isn't stolen land. Whose land is it? Who really discovered it? Who was really already here? I know we're not still passing out this lie of Christopher Columbus, the murderer, the murderer, okay? Um, we, in fact, know that this land is stolen and the level of disrespect to Native Americans all the time is so highly unacceptable to bare minimum give them not even nowhere near, nowhere near the amount of land and stuff that they lost to give them a little bit of something. And you know, there'll be black people who say, well, we got nothing. And I agree, we got nothing. But I mean, also at the same time, it's almost like a they just spit in Native American's face. Like, oh, okay, well, I guess we have to give you something and we'll give you something over the black people. So nobody can say we never did anything but we'll give you such a small amount or we'll give you just this and we have touched your sacred lands. We have destroyed your sacred lands. We have built white people monuments on top of, you know, who should really be there. We have, it's just, it's a high level of disrespect. And I think we as black people, we get it. It's, it's a spit in our face every single day. And these companies act like all of a sudden they care. All of a sudden they have morals. All of a sudden, oh, this does not align with our standards. But you let so much other shit slide. This country lets so much other shit slide. And just for a comment about the Jewish community, now all of a sudden we got morals and values. Well, damn. Glad to know it only applies when it comes to them. Um, these companies, they just didn't care. They did not care prior. Texas A&M is no longer playing the Kanye West power song. They didn't care when Kanye said things that could have offended the many black players that they have on the team or the coaches or the employees that work for the school. But all of a sudden now, let's steer away from them. Goodwill <laughs> doesn't want to sell their doesn't want to sell his clothes nor accept clothing items that are made by him. 
And I just think that's ridiculous. Now, come on, Goodwill. Are we being for real right now? Are we being for real? You're stopping real people from getting the things that they need. And I highly doubt they care what's on it or who's on it. And I know that may be a stretch because I'm pretty sure there are some black people who may be shopping from Goodwill who don't want Trump on their face. And then again, there may not be because there are definitely some black people who would want Trump on their, you know, on their shirt. And to wear it proudly. Okay. So, I mean, you're stopping real people from getting the things that they need. And again, you didn't care when he said all the other comments. You only care now. Even if there are some ones that are picky, and I'm sure there are others that don't have the luxury to be picky. So many people are cutting ties, and I feel like a lot of them are just being copycats at this point. It truly reminds me of when the Black Lives Matter movement came and some companies did it and you're like okay that that they're supporting us cool and they did it with pure intentions so we think or maybe they were just ahead of the curve and being like let's be the first one so people can't question us even though we really don't give a fuck you know what I mean and there are other ones that are like okay they're doing it I'll do it and it looks politically correct to make it seem like we care about the black people makes us politically correct to seem like we care about this community because I mean it's not just the black community there are so many communities that are mistreated that are you know just not appreciated not valued and uh, when corporate comes out and say that they care we all know it's a business first so it's kind of really hard to believe and after a while, you just couldn't believe who genuinely cared about black lives and who didn't and I know so many other communities probably feel the same way if I say anything about the Jewish community, I know that my account will be suspended or pulled completely. And I know that I have to be very careful with my words. I still want to acknowledge the stuff that was going on and the fact that you can't say anything about this community without risking losing a lot. Wow, it definitely speaks volume. My question is, why is it just this community? Why can't all of us have this kind of protection? And I have to say that I'm not necessarily in agreement with the comments that have been made, but I do want to point out the double standard when it comes to the care and concern and dealing with the repercussions in this country versus when it comes to other races, other communities, and other topics. I have to say that I do not agree with the statements. I do not agree with the statements. I do not agree with the statements. Okay? Did everybody hear me? Are we clear? I know for my BK fam, it won't really matter as much, and maybe for some of you it will, but for the people in Silicon Valley and for the top execs at Spotify and so forth and so on, I do not agree with the statements. I do not agree with the statements. I do not agree with the statements. But I think I should be allowed to point out the double standard. And if my platform gets taken away for that, well, thank you. Thank you so much for proving how much of a double standard it is. All right. All my parents listen up. Okay, this is to all my parents. I don't care if you're young or old, mother or father, all of them. I am so curious about your opinion on a particular topic. So I heard this debated on another podcast and um, they heard it debated somewhere else. But the point is, would you let your kids go with their grandparents for a month or the whole summer? That's my question. Let me repeat. Would you let your kids go with their grandparents for a month or the whole summer? <laughs> let me give you my take on it. When I first heard of people doing this, I was a little surprised. I was a little surprised, I'll be honest. And it felt um, like a long time to me. 
But let's remember I've dealt with estrangement from my family and just not typically being that close. I've explained I didn't have the typical grandparent relationship, typical auntie-niece relationship, typical um, cousin relationship. I just didn't have it. So all of this would be a long period of time, a little weird to me. All right. But I thought about the people who love visiting their grandparents. And I've heard so many people say that they went and it was a great time, especially if all the cousins came. It was like a big party. It was a vacation. It was stuff that they like look forward to. And, you know, that's not my norm. So I would never look forward to that. I'd be like, I want to go home. I'm still an adult. And after I'm around (laughs) my family, certain family members for a while, I'm like, this is enough. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go home. I've had my dosage. You guys are getting on my nerves. I'm ready to go home. All right. But I want to say that that sounds really cool, right? Like, I feel like if I had a good relationship and if I had that kind of relationship where I like adored and valued my grandparents highly, I would love, I would love to like go there for a while. And I think about, imagine if I did have that kind of relationship and if there were some of the things going on in my home in my childhood that were, the my grandparents probably would have been an escape but I didn't have that. So it turned out to be certain what's going on outside. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but it was a loud boom and they were hunking and hunking. Hopefully everybody's safe. Um, but if I had that kind of relationship with them in my childhood, I feel like I could have escaped to their house. And because I didn't have that, I had to escape to other friends' houses, which is fine. I still had a good time. They were like my second family. Thank you. Shout out to my friend's family. I'm not going to put their name out, but you know who you are, who took very good care of me and I had a very good time. And it was nice to see a healthy example of family and just what it looks like. And I mean, that's no shade to my family whatsoever because everybody's family looks different and it's not like their family didn't have problems either. It was just nice to see a different dynamic. Everybody's family looks different because all of us are different and all of us there's stuff that was already written that we're going to have to go through to shape us. And so the people that we're supposed to be to help us get certain specific agitations to solve these problems, so forth and so on. It just is what it is. I'm not trying to throw shade to my family. Let's say that for anybody who hears this future episode, okay? <laughs> so I just want to say salute to the grandparents that do that, you know? And... Because when I think about it, y'all are, y'all are old. Y'all are old now, you know? And I mean, I'm not saying like you're like 70, 80. Like I know there are a lot of younger grandparents now, but I'm saying either way, like you can become a grandparent at any age, okay? And I'm not trying to age name at all. It's such a blessing to be up in age. Think about the start of this episode. It's such a blessing to get up in age. But the thought of being older and having less energy, but have all the grandkids over, That is like, I think that deserves an applause. Like shout out to the grandparents that do that. Not only have you gotten through raising your kids, but now you are getting to, I guess you get the fun parts of parenting when you're a grandparent. You don't have to be the bad cop. You can always be the good cop. And if for some reason you have to be the bad cop, you can send them back to their parents to make them be the bad cop. You know what I mean? Or you won't, you won't be a, you won't be the bad cop to the full extent that you would have been with your kids because they're not your kids. They're your grandkids. And if you do overstep those boundaries, it's a little weird to me. All right, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother episode. And I think that's just, I think it's a really beautiful thing. Like, even though I didn't have it, the idea that people really get enjoyment out of going with their grandparents and just being around family like that, I think that's sweet. I really do. 
I really do. I like to see feel-good stories like that, guys. So, yeah. And hopefully that tradition continues. I just want to say salute to all the grandparents and stuff that do that. I love that people get to enjoy that and have built these amazing memories. I think about, um, I think how it's a great break for parents. You know what I mean? Imagine you have them all the time and the kids are, it's not like, oh, get my kids so I can get rid of them. It's like my kid actually wants to go there. The grandparents actually want to see them, but I also get a break as a parent. It's like a win, win, win. Uh, dates, date nights could happen. Work could get done. Alone time could take place. Alone time. And most important, some sleep. Hopefully. I think it's so easy to become burnout as a parent. I don't even have kids of my own yet, but it's definitely easy to see in other people and everything. Or if you've had a parental role, it's so easy to get burnt out. And many people, no matter the type of household style you have, they deal with parent burnout. Like, I'm not even trying to say that just single parents deal it. I feel like if you come in from a two-parent household with multiple children and everybody is helping out everybody, you're still going to get burnt out. It's an exhausting, never-ending job to be a parent, which is why I, I don't take it loosely. And I don't just want to have babies with just anybody because... You need a real partner. Whether you stay with them or not, you re you really need a real partner or the weight and the responsibility falls on somebody because whether you're single or married, it takes a village. It takes more than one. It takes more than two. It takes a village. All right. And shout out to the people who have villages or have created their own villages. Shout out to the people in the village because all of us working together just, it makes it better. Right? It makes it better. And it's very common and not surprising. And I'll be the first to say, I think all parents need breaks and it's okay for them to have help. There's such a shame around help. Like, this is your kid. You need to do it. Or, or for the people who are like, well, I'm a single parent. I'm a single mom. I'm a single father. You, you're married. You're dating. There's one extra person. One extra person is not enough to take off the load of one child, let alone multiple. It's just not it because it's not that it's not like parenting is the only job. They're still trying to function in society. They're still working to meet basic needs. They're still trying to take care of yourself. And life slaps all of us around. Like, it's not like you just hitting the kids and not hitting the adults or just hitting the adults and not hitting the kids. Sometimes we all get punched in the face at the same time. We all got to figure out how to help support each other, keep trucking and keep moving forward. It takes a village. I think help is a necessity. It takes a village. I also like the idea of honoring and catering to the parts of us that don't encompass being a parent. We are so much more than that. That's just one of the roles and a part, a part of who we are, but it's not all of who we are in our true identity. I'm not mad at the idea one bit. And I am curious to all my grandparents who listen or to all my parents who listen would you do it if you had that kind of relationship? Why or why not? Please let me know, guys. And although I know that this topic got, you know, it had some positive moments, but what topic in this world doesn't have backlash, right? So the critics said, you can't love your kid. How can you want to be away from your kid for that long? I can't go more than two days. Listen, 
that's all fine. Do what's best for you. You don't have to judge other choices along the way. And it's not like the parents won't talk to the kid or miss them. It doesn't mean that they don't love them all of a sudden because they're sending them with another loved one to be loved on well. Listen, when human beings are loved properly and right, the effects that it have are tremendous and a blessing to not only themselves, not only to the people around, but the world and society as a whole. When we are mistreated, when we are not loved, when we are not spoken um, to with life, how do you think so many damaged people happen? How do you think so many toxic toxic patterns keep happening? How do you think so much trauma is keep happening? People not loving properly, people not loving right, and maybe they're loving to the best of their ability, but it don't mean it's right, and it don't mean that it's really fulfilling. Which again, which again, which is why if you need reference, if you believe in God, there's a reason why He tell us what love is. It's the reason why he reminds us that, yes, we need community, but there is no human being that will fill us up in the way that God will fill us up. And I don't think it was designed for other human beings to be able to fill us up in the same way, because why would we need him? (laughs) If human beings could give us that, why would we need him? And I could point out multiple examples. If human beings could give us this, this, and this, why would we need him? Why would we need to trust him? Why would we even go to him? So I'm not saying that we don't need community. I've expressed that so many times on the pod. We do need community. But is community the only thing that we need? No. And is it the responsibility? You should not put that responsibility on another human being of your happiness. You need to make me happy all the time. Damn, girl. Damn, man. You can't even make yourself happy all the time. And you think I'm going to carry that weight? I got to make you happy all the time and figure out how to make myself happy all the time? No way. It's not the... Don't put that responsibility on somebody else because it quickly becomes a burden. All right. And listen, parenting is hard. There is no rule book. In case you hadn't heard, there's no rule book. So be easy on yourself, parents. Be easy. You deserve some grace and a break. All right, it's question time. I'm so excited. I have two questions that were sent in to me today. Don't forget to send me in all your questions, guys. Um, if you know me or you know someone that knows me, you can send your questions that way too. Or you can send me through the Blank Canvas official IG page. Go check us out. We're also on um, the Tickety Talk now, which I'm not really a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of TikTok. I like watching them. I don't really like making them. But we're over on there too. All right. So check us out on IG or there. Um, ever since Elon and taking over Twitter, I'm debating if BK is going to get a Twitter page. I was thinking about it, but uh, let me see what happens with this. And then we'll see if Blank Canvas gets a Twitter page. But for now, check us out on IG. Um, you can follow us on TikTok. Maybe I'll start thinking of more creative content to go over there. But main page is definitely IG. All right. Let's get into these questions. Thank you guys so much for sending them. First question. Hey, Miki, I hope you read my question. Well, look at you. I did. (laughs) I love the show, BTW. Oh, thank you. So I have this dream job opportunity in another state, but my current boyfriend has a good job and we can settle here comfortably. Should I go after the dream job or just stay here? Ooh, I feel like so many people are in this situation all the time. Um, Talk to him about it. I don't think it has to be one or the other. We live in a we live in a day and age, and maybe I've just seen too many reality TV shows where they make it happen. But we live in a day and an age where um, you don't have to lose the love love of your life to have your career. 
You can figure out ways to make it work. Not even from a reality TV show perspective. There is somebody who I went to college with. Um, I don't know them like personally, but I see their journey through social media. One is a chef. The other is a traveling nurse. And when they needed to be separated, they were separated. When they could work together, they worked together. And they kind of just seems like they take turns of whoever's career needs to take priority right now. That's where we live. And whoever... Um, Career and vice versa. Whoever career needs to take priority, then they make it work. You can be by coastal if you can't afford to be by coastal right now. Thank God we live in the age where um, FaceTime and technology and different things exist. And I think you guys would just have to be more intentional about quality time, making time to talk to each other, making uh, date nights. Like even if you can't physically touch and be there, set up something in your room or something. Um, set a whole little vibe. Just tell your man because he probably, he may be, he may be romantic. He may know how to set the vibe. But if you need help, just say, Bay, light a candle from your end. I'll light a couple of candles for mine. Let's eat a meal together. Even if it's not from like a restaurant, we can both get McDonald's, FaceTime each other, and we can eat together. If you guys like to, you know, puff, puff, pass, do a puff, puff, pass session through FaceTime. You know, find things that you can still bond and talk about and make sure that you're checking in on each other's mental health and just like checking in with each other. Like, I know this is long distance, especially, I don't know if you've ever experienced long distance, but if you haven't, this would be your first time doing it. It'll also be your first time being away. And listen, um, pray about it, pray about it. Because God may tell y'all to move where you are. And God might tell you to drop that opportunity and stay where he is. But there's also, you can't sacrifice. I feel like if you sacrifice everything now, you will resent it later in life. And this is an assumption. This is, I obviously don't know you, nor do I know the future. So this is an assumption that there is a possibility that you may be resentful in the future. Because yes, you can live there comfortably, but comfort is not always the best thing. You know what I mean? Because who's to say, this is an opportunity that you'll never get again. And if it fills you in a way that will give you comfort and peace in a whole different way than just my basic needs are met. And who's to say that your basic needs won't be met in the new place and vice versa. I think you need to figure out what works for you and your significant other. And there are ways to make it work. Thank God we live in a day and age where there are ways to make it work. You guys got to find the things that you guys like. Um, send each other some stuff, you know, to keep you guys entertained. Like I said, FaceTime is technology helps. Technology helps. You can do a lot, a lot through the FaceTime. Okay. Or if you don't have FaceTime, Skype, anything, whatever else is out there, Zoom, I don't know. Technology helps guys. And it's possible. I don't think you, we're not stuck in an all or we're stuck in, and, and I don't even want to say stuck. We're not, we're no longer stuck in an all or now it's okay, this is what needs to be done. This is what needs to be done. Let's figure out how to make it work. Let's make a compromise for both parties involved and we can do this. I have faith in you guys. Y'all can do this. So um, if it works and you guys talk about it, take your fucking dream job. Go do that. Let it shape you whether you'll either see if you love it or hate it. Let it shape you and teach you the lessons that it's supposed to teach you and let it add value to you as a person in your life and who knows where it can take you? Don't limit yourself to think that, oh, I'm comfortable here. And if I step out, stuff might happen. Stuff probably will happen. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Stuff more than likely will happen just because you're doing it. Like comfort is a trap. Comfort is a setup. We'll be limited if we try to stay comfortable all the time. Sometimes it's good to be a little uncomfortable. 
It helps us. It keeps us alive. It helps us try new things. So take the dream job. Find ways to work around it. It's definitely, definitely possible. And if your significant other doesn't want to, you know, go that route, you have to respect the decision. But again, there's no point in sacrificing things that you may resent later on, especially when there's ways to do it. Okay. Hope that helps. Next question. Hey, Mickey, for my question, I want to know how you handle being a control freak. You've mentioned that you are on a, you've mentioned that you are one on a couple of episodes. Have you gotten better? And do you have tips that can help me deal with it? Um, short answer. No, no, I have not. (laughs) I mean, somewhat, I've somewhat gotten a little better, but am I great at it? No, it takes being very intentional. It takes consistent daily practice. It takes, it takes a lot. I have to, I'll say in the ways that I have gotten better is surrounding myself with people who, um, they don't stress about life that much. So it kind of teaches you how not to stress about life that much. Or you can tell them, oh my God, the sky is falling. A piece of the sky just fell out, landed on the house and lost my car and everything. And they'll still be like, okay, but what can we do? What can we really do about it? If there's something that we can be done, let's do it. If not, are we going to stress ourselves to death over it? And so that kind of helps me surround yourself with people who get it. Um, I'm a planner and a control freak. So I surprisingly, I didn't plan on it, but a lot of my friends are really moment to moment. So we kind of balance each other out where I'm the planner and I'm like, let's get this, this, and this. They're kind of like, let's live our best lives, all right? And I think learning from them and vice versa, we just kind of balance each other out. I didn't plan on that. But again, God knows what you need, right? Even if we're blind to it. And as for how to, what else could help? Um, Practice 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 makes progress because I'll never be perfect at this practice makes progress and just trying to when you see it happening stop yourself in the moment and be like oh this is me being controlling or I mean I think we've talked about this before control is an illusion we don't really have control over this stuff if we could our everybody's life every single person's life would look so drastically different if we had control and we just don't and I mean life happens shit just happens and We have to learn to go with the flow, but that's not us being in control. We're also not in control of other people's actions and reactions. So we don't really have as much control as we like to paint the illusion and paint the picture that we do. And I mean, whatever helps us get through, I guess. But no, I can't even say that anymore. That's what I used to say. Well, whatever helps. But I mean, it's it's okay to face the reality that we don't actually have true control, which is fine. As I say that, my heart starts like racing and palpitating because control freaking me wants it so bad but it's like that's part of fighting the urge to have the control even when my heart starts freaking out I'm like but I want it but I want it but I want it in reality I I, I can't have it um if you believe in God pray on it he'll help you deal with it there is a fantastic sermon that read me for filth this past Sunday thank you pastor Mike from TC love P Mike um we're starting the cuffing season again. If you listen to Transformation Church, even if you don't, I highly recommend going to listen to the previous cuffing episodes. They have been amazing. Um, they help people that, uh, they help all different types of people, man, female, uh, 
he talked about being cuffed to so much and it was things that we all struggle with on a daily. I would highly recommend, but the most recent one, we're starting cuffing season again and I think we're going to be cuffed to Christmas, so I can't wait for the freedom and breakthrough that comes in the new year. <laughs> um was cuffed to control. I'm going to have to watch that two to three times because we all know I'm a control freak. So what I'm going to do is, and it's so weird how you ask me this question after Pastor Mike just preached on it. So weird, right? God is so intentional. And it's not weird in a bad way. It's just like, mm, God's timing is so funny. So what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to link this sermon. That was going to be my sermon of the week. Anyways, guys, check out the sermons of the week that I drop in the bio. They're not always full sermons. Sometimes they're short little videos that I feel like either relate to the episode or maybe they just I feel like is on my heart to share and maybe can help someone else even if they're not for you it can help someone else pass the message along I'm gonna link the uh cuff to control I think is what it was called and if I'm wrong trust me it deals with having to have this strong desire of being in full control when in, in actual reality we don't and I think that he explains it and breaks it down so so well and if you don't believe in God I say still watch it because it helps. It helps. A lot of stuff that a lot of the pastors that I listen to, they say things that help believers and non-believers. But you know, for certain believers, they're so judgmental in particular that they'd be like, pull out the Bible, pull out the Bible, show us where it's in the Bible. So they have to back up that they really know what they're talking about and that it's really a biblical principle, which is not always necessarily a bad thing. But you know, a lot of times certain Christian believers are doing that in a very condescending way. What if it really is? Prove it to me. Like, relax, pipe down. So, yes. Um, and that is Pastor Mike from Transformation Church that I'm going to link the sermon from. But also, Pastor Darius Daniels is phenomenal. You know, we talk about him all the time on this podcast. And he's also really good at just whether you believe in God or not, teaching you basic principles that will help you in your life regardless. So, yes, I'm still a control freak. Yes, I have to work on it daily. Yes, I'll be working on it the rest of my life. Um, the planner in me comes in handy in some moments, and sometimes it uh, it stresses me out. So it's about learning about balance. I hope that helps. I know I didn't give too much specific details, I feel, but I hope that someone helped. And don't forget, I'm going to link the sermon. Okay? Okay. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to make me a part of your day. And for all my people that listen on Mondays, first listen, thank you for making me a part of the start of your week. I mean, whoever sent in that listener question a couple of weeks ago I was like, uh, BK is one of the best ways to start my week. I agree, ma'am. I agree. I just want to say thank you guys so much. Thank you, my BK fam. I see you. I see all the new states. I see all the new countries. I see the fluctuation in numbers. I do not care. I really pray and hope that this is helping people and um, we're just helping you feel seen, heard, and not alone, no matter what it is. Even if you don't agree with my stance, hopefully it's sparking something new to be like, you know, I don't agree with this and I don't agree with this because dot, dot, dot. You know, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm cool with that. I'm always willing to learn. And I thank you guys for teaching me and I thank you guys for allowing me you know, it feels weird to say that I'm teaching you guys. I just say I'm dropping my knowledge. And if it sticks, it sticks. And if it doesn't, I'm not offended. It's okay. But I pray that we all can learn from each other and just keep growing and feel seen. And even if it's not a necessarily learning moment, if it's information you already knew, I hope that some of the personal journeys that I share 
will just help you know, wow, somebody else went through it. Somebody else is making it. And um, thank God I'm not the only one suffering like this. So I hope it helps. I can't wait to see what we talk about next week, guys. All right. Bye.